Seriously, I'm on D5. Uh, you are looking at Bilgemark, uh, also known as the Undying. So you're looking at a very wet tabaxi. He's probably by a, by a fire. Dreadmaster Malagor at your service. Who is this carefree lady? She's wearing a flowy white blouse with a skirt that looks like she's patched it together from pieces of material herself. The last thing you remember was the smile on the man's face. Old teeth and all. He was watching each and every one of you. The four of you seem to be alive. I am Gabe Morales. Welcome, new recruits. I am Master Plug. If any of you think my list funny, you'll get a whipping. Now you're the fifth newest rigger, Lilith Malagor. And he kind of imitates your, your accent there. You are now the cook's mate. The rest of you are swabs. Welcome aboard the Wormwood. Get to work. So, imagine if you will, it's really dark. But you guys can barely make out a figure slinking through the shadows, tiptoeing over sleeping sailors on the bottom deck. The sneak successfully slitters up the stairs towards the bow and finds himself on the next deck where a soul lantern barely illuminates his face. It's a face you've all seen. It's a face of Jake's magpie. Someone you haven't been properly introduced to, but you were very closely acquainted with him when you were brought onto the ship. He was the guy in the next cell right next to you, one singing to apparently no one. He's alive and he's well in this memory at least. And he's very, very close to that unconscious brute that you guys spied on the second deck. He's very still. He's trying to assess whether the brute is awake, breathing, if it's noticed him at all. And there's a marked silence only interrupted by the ship creaking as the waves gently caress the hull. The night sea is very calm and forgiving. Now Jake's exhales as he realizes that the motion has lulled the shackled man into a deep, deep slumber. That or the excess of rat flesh in his stomach is facilitating the sweetest of dreams, and he couldn't be bothered to wake up. Now carefully, the man moves up the second flight of steps, being poorly guarded by that unconscious attack savage, and arrives on the main deck. He eyes a door that you guys have not been through just yet, and he quickly moves to test the lock. It's, it's nighttime outside, no one's watching him. You hear a click, followed by another click, and the door opens. The quartermaster sometimes forgets to lock the door when she's too drunk to think about things so important, but tonight she did remember, but that's no match for Jake's lockpicking skills. He slides into the door and closes it behind him, singing a quiet spell into existence as a warm orb of light bathes the room, revealing the quartermaster's store. A smile stretches across his face as he moves behind the deck and starts inspecting the various lock chests, palming the wood and jostling them to hear the contents, till one produces a sound that stops him in his tracks. He pulls out the same set of lock picks and gets to work, and before long, two more clicks. The old but sturdy lid opens to reveal a stunningly beautiful hurdy-gurdy capable of producing even more of a grand type of music, especially in the right hands. He pulls it from the confines of the ill-fitted case and stands triumphant. 
You hear another two clicks, another lock being undone. This time it's not by his own hand, it's by uh, someone else. And this time it's the door behind him. The roguish sailor turns right in time to see the business side of a cudgel sending him into a very uncomfortable unconsciousness. And he'd wake trapped in a cell, where he still is right now, unfed and unwell. Feet from where Sandara Quinn is opening a small bag to reveal what she stole for the sake of the group of four sailors who have been press-ganged into an early servitude. I'm not sure which of these items belong to who, but they appeared in the quartermaster's shop right after you were taken. Sandara pulls out a crowbar, eyeing the other swabs as she places them on the floor between bilge mark and stone. The size of the crowbar seems to defy the dimensions of the bag, as do the string of items she continues to produce. A dagger, next, followed by a pendant on a silver chain depicting a fist holding, or rather strangling, light itself in its grip. It looks holy. All of these are useful in their own right, I'm sure, but this last one seems useless. I'm sorry I couldn't grab anything else, but here. Sandara reaches both of her hands into the bag and dips, digs deep into the dimensionally confusing pouch and pulls out a large tome, leather bound with impressively intricate design pressed on the cover. Sandara runs her fingers along the, along the letters, rounding the symbol in the middle. Lilith? The woman who accompanied you, maybe? She questions, handing it to Stone. She looks at Stone for a response as she's looking around at the other swabs who seem to be getting a little more than interested in the conversation she's having with the newcomers. Uh, yeah, I think that this just might be hers. Well, I hope it helps her because the pages, they're, they're blank. I, I wish I could have grabbed a weapon, but you, you all seem largely unarmed. Not that you need weapons, it seems. I'll take that dagger, reach, mm. and, I'll, and I'll reach for the dagger. Um, and you, uh, I, I, I didn't get your name. And she's looking at Bilgemark. It's Bilgemark the Undying. Bilgemark, I hope, I hope one of these is yours, uh, either the crowbar or the pendant. Uh, but I, I could, I could say that the dagger has been spoken for, and the book must belong to the young lady. Guess I'll take the crowbar. It's a wise choice on a ship made of wood. I'm sure it can get you into something. Um, maybe you could be the ones to return the book and the pendant to the other two. Are you all comrades? I've, uh... I haven't really seen these guys before. I'm, I was new to, to port. Well, I'm sure they're really going to appreciate their stuff back. You know, friends are few and far between on the seas, and Bismarck's blessings are wasted on the foolish, and you don't seem the foolish type. Forever to get off this cursed ship, we'll need to band together. Friends help each other out. She looks beyond you guys at the other swabs, now muttering in the background. And enemies cause problems. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would like to make a friend out of as many of you as I can. Uh, my name's Stone, by the way. And I'll reach my wow. paw out to, to shake. She doesn't hesitate for even a moment, and she shakes it. And she says, my name is Sandara. Sandara Quinn. I've been on the ship for, oh, what feels like weeks. Probably one, maybe two. 
dressed in the same fashion as you, I'm a cleric of Besmara, the pirate queen, the goddess of piracy, and it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Do you know if, is this his uh, MO? Is this how he gets crew? This is the only way he gets crew. No one comes to this ship willingly, but I will say the officers are more than happy to be here and more than happy to make a hell out of our lives. Um, I just, uh, I, I try to keep to myself and stay out of trouble, but trouble will find me and trouble will also find you. And when it comes, I think it'd be better if we had each other's backs. I wholeheartedly agree. You haven't made any other friends, have you? Master Scourge didn't seem all too fond of you. Honestly, I, I'm pretty sure you're the first person outside of the four in my cell that uh, I've talked to since I've been on here. She smiles and she says, well, that's a blessing. I promise I won't be the one to stab you in the back and I'll keep an eye out for you at night or whenever I see something wrong. Yeah, any lack of knives in my back is, is great. So, I'll just keep you that one. Keep your backs to the walls then, because I'm sure a few of these pirates don't like new blood, and like I said, Master Scourge didn't seem like he liked you, and if you get on his wrong side, uh, and she looks down at her wrist, and you can see that there's a, a fresh bruise, and it looks like someone had gripped it, you know, pretty firmly, and she kind of rubs and says, he made a pass at me earlier in the week, and when I rejected him outright, he, he decided to whip me for no bloody reason. That night at bloody hour, I was there i was there on time in the morning and he said that he found a spot on the deck that i didn't clean correctly and whipped me in front of everybody said it was for my own good i'd like to get him in a room alone if i had the chance but this ship knows everything it has eyes it has ears one of these days he's going to get what's coming to him well i think uh given a little bit of time you may just get that opportunity she kind of leans in are you implying something? I'm just saying, I'm trying to make some friends and most of us, most of us weren't here on our own volition, so. I don't know if you're the counting type, you are Bilchmark, did you say? I'm, I'm Stone. No, I'm, I'm talking to you, to your large friend over here. Yes, indeed. I don't know if either of you are the counting types, but if you were on deck and you tried to count how many are in Master Scourge and Mr. Plug's corner, there's more of us than them. I think organization is key here. I'm sorry, when you say counting type, do you just mean, like, literal counting? Kind of stares at you blankly. Yes, like, like taking taking numbers, uh, counting them, keeping track, like one, two, three, and she points to her and then to Stone and then to you. There are three of us here. Do you, do you understand? Oh, I definitely understand. I've just never heard someone describe it in such a childlike way. Ah, oh, uh, I, I'm, I must not come from the same part of the uh, Galarian than you. This is this is common speak from where I'm from, but I'm glad to make your acquaintance anyway and be your friend, Bilchmark and Stone. And she uh, she eyes again behind you, and if if either of you guys take a look behind, you could see that 
these pirates down here on the other side of the deck are now kind of just silently watching you guys. Not really doing their job anymore. She gets back to scrubbing silently, um, not wanting to pull too much more attention to herself. What do you guys do? Uh, can I look at the table with all of the tools and stuff that's in this area? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's uh, you saw it earlier um, when you were first pressing it on the ship, and it's a torture table. It's it's definitely a torture table. It looks like um, maybe it's used to convince people to talk. There uh, there was a hacksaw, um, a couple of scalpels. Uh, they're bloodied, and you know they're they're somewhat dull. There's a uh, a hook, actually, if you zoom in there. Um, nothing. And these things are just freely scattered on the table. Mm -hmm. They're freely scattered on the table. You could, uh, I mean, if you, you know what, actually, go ahead and make a perception shake, Bilgemark. I rolled a seven. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, they're just freely scattered on the table. Um, they're sharp. They're sharp enough if you're if you're looking to actually hurt somebody. Um, but you know that your claws probably do as much, if not more, damage than some of these implements on here. Um, the crowbar that you've obtained, though, will help you in certain situations if you could think about them. Um, yeah, I'm just wondering what I'm supposed to... Like how I'm supposed to hide this crowbar around my yeah, body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the interesting part. Um, you know, she was able to hide it on her person. Um, you know, with that bag of hers. But you guys have spent, I guess, you know, a few hours on the ship now. A little more than that. Not everyone is unarmed. Um, some of these pirates have weapons on them. Uh, so it's probably not, you know, against the rules to be armed. It's just that maybe you guys were press ganged and they found valuable tools on you and Sandara found them in the quartermaster's shop. So, you know, someone else could have bought them. Um, but it's not like weapons are not allowed on the ship. I think okay. uh, maybe the mentality is, you know, fuck around and find out. But, you know, if, if you don't want to hide it, that's that, that's your decision. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just find a, a nearby like it looks like there are some boxes nearby and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll just tuck it into one of those. Okay, got it. We'll say that you tuck it into that box right next to you. Crap. Um, Stone, what are you doing? I'm gonna work my way down, scrubbing kind of that way, and then that way, and then that way get a little closer and you can see this guy getting a little more apprehensive. Um, he's minding his own business, but he's eyeing the other sailors. I wish I knew how to ping. That's something that I'll have to learn. Um, these guys seem to be cleaning the same spots over and over, especially now that you've paid attention to them and now that you're coming close to them. They're, they're vigorously scrubbing clean planks of wood. Mm-hmm. So as you guys kind of peruse around the deck, um, 
you notice a few things. This is definitely where people sleep. You know, I haven't put hammocks in yet. I'll do that this week, of course. Um, the only place that there isn't a hammock, of course, is in the cell where Jake's magpie is currently unconscious and in the cell that you guys were in. Um, but you get the feeling that maybe eventually you'll have to choose some sleeping area. So keep that in mind. Uh, but for now, a familiar set of steps starts down the stairs, something you guys heard when you were first on the ship. And Master Scourge comes down. Let me move him real quick. Uh, if I can move him. There we go. Master Scourge comes down and looks around the deck, inspecting it for blemishes. And as he's doing that, he steps on Sandara's hand, and she winces. And Bilchmark, you see this since you're right next to her. Um, but she holds all sound as to not give him any satisfaction. And he smiles, and you see those gold teeth that you noticed earlier, and he says, Oops, maybe your hand shouldn't have been where I'm stepping, slut. He gives her a full grin before raising his voice, walking away. Swabs, to your feet. It's bloody hour. Magpie will face the ship's justice. Be good, little workers, and help him to the main deck. And he unlocks Magpie, Magpie's cage here. Um, and you guys see the rest of the swabs on the deck eagerly move towards his cage. Like, they are excited for what's happening. But what you notice almost immediately, Bilgemark, is this very, very large man um, pushing a shoulder into the back of your shell. I mean, he I guess he feels big, but you're massive. But he still is trying to make a point of, you know, showing his dominance. And he says, move, turtle, I've been waiting for this day. Um, and he tries to force you out of the way, but you're much bigger than him, so he kind of embarrasses himself. He doesn't. No one else really sees it. It only serves to really piss him off. Uh, do you do anything as he shoves past you to grab Jake's? No, I just don't give any ground as he tries to move by. <laughs> easily, easily you stand your ground. Um, and they, he just grabs Magpie by the hair. And, you know, this, this sailor that's been jailed um, is barely conscious and muttering incoherently and easily carried by um, this, this massive sailor here. Um, and as he's being carried up the stairs, uh, I need Bilgemark and let's say, uh, Stone, you're not too far away. I need you both to make Arcana checks. Arcana. Mm-hmm. Arcana, please. Ooh. Wow. That is a 22. That is beautiful. Stone. Three. Ooh, a three. That's yeah. that's good. That's good. Uh Stone, maybe you're a little too far away. You're you're more concerned. You're watching, you know, this big guy and the group of sailors drag this man up the stairs. Uh but Bilgemark, you notice that Sandara is muttering under her breath and channeling some sort of holy energy, instinctively attempting to heal some of the battered sailor's hit points on his way up. Um, and you see that plain as day. And it looks like no one else sees it, and you two make eye contact, and she gives you a weak smile as she stands. And she says, come now. The least we can do is be there for him. And she pats you on your shell and starts to walk towards there. So the scene changes, and we are back in the kitchen. 
We're back in the kitchen. Um, Malagor, can you see your character? Yes, I can. Perfect, perfect. Now, Fishguts has been watching you, Malagor, giving semi-useful feedback as you butcher the pig, discarding the inedible portions, boiling the edible portions. So, you know, by his command, he's telling you stories about all the women he's been with and all the food he's eaten. And as he's talking, you're stowing away the large intestines of this pig that you've been butchering uh, into a corner, uh, hidden away in a container from safer to, from disposal and definitely safe from rats. Malagor, you know that there's a famous dish that uses the large intestines of a pig, even if you can't recollect or remember the name, rather. And those intestines very often are crawling with bacteria that can cause a foodborne illness termed Yersi. Anyone who catches it would get sick within the week, subjected to, you know, super high fevers, bloody diarrhea, and sometimes painful skin rashes. I think even more interesting is the fact that it could spread from person to person through touch. Something to think of, as you mentioned uh, last session, that you wanted to try to hide some of the food that might make somebody sick if they were to ingest it. Now, as the scent of cooked pork fills the room, a loud rapping comes on the door. Fish guts! Bloody hour! You know the voice, and so does fish guts. It's Master Scourge. And the chef perks up and shakes off the inebriation. Oh, Malagor, come. I, I hope you're not on the list of uh, people that needs to be whipped tonight. We'll serve the pork right after bloody hour directly to the captain's quarters, but uh, let me do the speaking. I promise it'll go better for us both. Okay? Okay. You, you, you don't have any questions? You, you ready to go? Why would someone get whipped? Oh, it's uh, it's 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 bloody hour. If uh, if you don't do your job right, if you uh, you 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 look at one of the officers wrong, you know, you you get lashes. You get lashes. Everybody who's on the list gets lashes. But tonight, this pig is delicious. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm a good chef, and you're a you're a good cook, Malagor. You're a good cook, and I'm glad we could whip it up. <laughs> we had our our own little bloody hour here, huh? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, Malagor? No? Okay. Let's uh, go. Yeah, let's go. I'm going to lock the door. I'm going to lock the door behind us, but if you ever need to get in, you just come get me. You come get me. I'll let you in. You know, there's there's some extra running here if you're trying to drink, and I'll always unlock the door for you, Malagor. Maybe, you know what, you never know. One day... Maybe you'll get a key of your own, Malagor. Fish Maybe. guts. Yeah? Where does the cook and the cook's mate sleep? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, we don't have as uh, cushy as accommodations as you uh, <laughs> swabs. I'm kidding. My my hammock's real comfortable, Malagor. But if you... Uh, I'll point it out when we get up on the top deck. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's up there. It's, uh, it, it's uh, right next to the quartermaster store. Actually, me and the quartermaster share a bunk. I get a proper bed. It's great. It's great. I I, I can't imagine having a, to take you in there because that would be inappropriate. But I'll show you. I'll show the you. comforts of rank. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. You uh, you pull the right strings. You you feed the right people. You get a cushy bed. I'll I'll try to I'll try to smuggle a pillow for you. You're too kind. 
And you are too sweet. You ready to go? Yes, let's go. You guys make it through this door, and I think it's important, Malagor and Aiden, to note that this room that you're walking through right now is not the quartermaster's store. This is where you guys were, quote-unquote, processed, and this man is the doctor. Um, I think I misspoke last time saying that it was a quartermaster's store. This is not it. This is definitely the doctor's quarters. And that ladder that you're inspecting right now goes straight down to the bottom deck. Um, but not the most important thing as we cut to the top of the ship. The very tip top. If you guys move all the way over to the sails, the crow's nest on the main mast. Lilith, the fresh sea air blows through your hair and the chill is a stark contrast to the uncovered sun bathing your face. And before you can really start to enjoy the bit of freedom, something out of the peripheral gets your attention. There's a very, very short man. Um, and he's, he's trying to play it off like, you know, he doesn't need you to see him, but he's, you know, eyeing you out of the side of his eye every so often. And then once he gets frustrated that you're not, you know, paying him any attention, he says, Well, what do you see up there, little lady? Lilith is just standing up there going, Onward, lower the sails, check the rig, on the starboard side, port side. Just yelling off a bunch of things she may have heard people say on ships. And he's kind of like squinting at you, and then he looks back and he says, Ah, well, uh... All I see is a pretty woman uh, lost so high up. Let me, uh, are you listening to me? And he's waving and trying to jump. You know, he's a, not only just is he a short man, um, he's also probably a foot or two below you since you're in the crow's nest and he is on the sail itself. So did he move in front of me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she looks at him and she gives him a sly smile and she says, oh, hello there. What's your name? Oh, well, I'm glad that you finally noticed. My name is Conquerball Shortstone, pirate extraordinaire, rigor supreme, and your best chance of survival at sea. Lilith, you said? Yes, and she sticks out her hand so he can take it. Oh, 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 and he, like, tries to jump a little bit because he can't really reach it, and then he finally, you know, makes that gap, kisses your hand, and gets back down. He says, oh, ooh, Lilith, Lilith Shortstone. Now there's a nice ring to that. Now Lilith, the ladies on board often do look down on me, but you, you don't, you don't have a, a Mr. Lilith, do you? I've got many Mr. Liliths. Ooh, a woman of the ocean indeed. Good, 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 good. Well, if you need someone to share this sad journey with, you just let me know, because I don't see any Mr. Liliths around except for me, Conquerball Shortstone Lilith as I like to call myself nowadays, and he reaches out to touch your leg. Um, but before he can even manage to touch your skin, his hand is swatted, by the way, by a flat side of a rapier held by a, or a tall, dark-haired woman, and her locks are partially covered by a tightly pulled bandana and tattoos peppered on the majority of the skin that's showing. Is this man bothering you? I could have sworn I told him to stay away from anything lackling, or not lackling, uh, lacking a dangling part between the thighs. Lilith, was it? Yes, Lilith. No, I think he means no harm. He's fine. I'm Tilly. 
I like your skirt. Did you make it yourself? I sure did. I can show you one day. Tilly, my name's Lilith. Nice to meet you. It is very nice to meet you. I might need a little bit of your patchwork. And she turns to show the fabric behind her kneecap is worn and starting to tear. And it looks like something you'd be able to fix pretty easily. I got caught on the rigging a week ago and it hasn't stopped growing since. Is it something you think you could fix? Absolutely. Happens to the best of it, us, doesn't it? It sure does. And you can see Conchabar, or Conchabar, kind of irritated that she's interrupted. And he kind of walks in and he says, well, Lilith, like I said, if you, uh, if you need a partner on this journey, uh, someone of the masculine type, I don't know if Tilly's your type, you know, I'm not going to judge you either way, but you know where I'm at. I'll be sure to let you know. And she winks at him. Ooh. And she looks at Tilly, kind of just kind of scowls and then gets back to it, walks towards the other guys, and Tilly kind of walks into the middle. Now, I can't say that I've seen a woman of your type on this type of ship before. What, uh, what are you doing here? You come here often? Not really. I happen to just wake up here one day and, you know, I kind of just go with the flow. I'm not mad about it. Ah, uh, press gang like the rest of us then. Well, Lilith, if you need any help around here, staving off Conquabar or any of the other men, you can call upon me. I, I, I don't suffer a fool, as my mother used to say. Can I call you my friend? I've never had a friend before. Didn't you roll a, a uh, persuasion check? Are you just trying to make just a hard, fast friend here? Yeah. Okay. Give me that persuasion, persuasion? check. Yeah. I mean, unless you're trying to intimidate her. No. I'm just going to say I really appreciated how the music suddenly stopped when she was like, I've never had a friend. And then it was like, brick <laughs> <or> scratch. <laughs> 21 is enough to move Tilly from indifferent to friendly. That is just another pirate that you guys have on your side. Let me make note here under Tilly while I mentally try to grasp her accent again. Uh, There it is. Tilly bracket. And this is actually what Tilly looks like now that you guys can see her. Let me show you. Pretty intimidating. You can see that she's well armed. Cool. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move her from indifferent to friendly. I think that's three pirates that you guys have now. Friendly. It's just. Uh, Wait, who's the third one? The cleric Sandar. and her, right? Oh, okay, just two of them. Just Dandar and Tilly. Okay. Well, I don't oh, know. Fish it's, guts. Uh, fish oh, guts. and fish yeah. guts. Oh, yeah. And fish guts. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You have three. That's uh, that's almost enough for a mutiny, some might say. Uh, no, that's that's not what anyone says. Um, a little advice, if you don't mind it, Lilith. That chest of yours, that beautiful face, they'll both get you far on a ship full of scum, but don't forget your real strength lies in the fact that you don't belong here. You'd be better off on a ship full of comrades. And she kind of nods and smiles. Never lose sight of that. And she winks as the loud bell below starts to ring. Oop! That's our cue. Let's go. Front row seats and all. And she nods as she grips one of the ropes sliding down without falter as she lowers to the deck. Lilith, you start to see a line of pirates come from the lower decks, um, including... Uh, one Jake's Magpie, uh, 
all of the people that you were press gang with and some of the other sailors that you would take note of. Um, it looks like something pretty serious is happening as you can look down and see Master Plug ringing that bell over and over and over. Now you have a choice. You can stay in the crow's nest and keep barking orders or you can come down like the rest of the pirates and all of them are going down. Um, Lilith's going to go down. She wants to be friend center for the action. Okay. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So let's get all of our people down on this deck. If you guys want to move your people to this deck, that would be beautiful. I'm going to cozy up to my friends, or what passes for friends on this ship. Bilgemark, I hope you're not a vegetarian. I made you pork chops. I just grab them, assuming you're holding them. Yep. Yep, I just grab them and eat them immediately. <laughs> Super hungry. Stone, you're right next to Lilith as well, right by that cannon. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Master Plug stops ringing the bell on the mainmast as he sees Jake Magpie crest the deck. It's a perfect day for a slaughter. Wouldn't you agree? And a handful of jeers from the pirate crowd starts to pipe up. Jake Magpie, you've been caught stealing from the Master Grok store. Seen by the faithful Phipps Chumlet, red-handed. All of this for a loud, annoying instrument. You should be ashamed of yourself. You brought this to yourself. Master Plug turns towards Captain Morales on the main deck. He's just standing there by the wheel, overlooking, not saying a thing. Captain Morales, with your permission, I'd like to see Magpie Keeled Hall for no less than two minutes and no more than 10. There's no cheers here. There's a pause, silence, as everyone kind of turns towards the captain. Captain smiles, Morales nodding and giving his approval. The five pirates that were so eager to pull him out of the cell are doubly so to tie his legs together. The barely conscious man barely putting up anything resembling a fight. A keel hauling, Master Plug explains as they're you know, fixing the rope to his feet, is a punishment of the fairest type aboard a pirate ship. The offender is pulled from the starboard deck under the ship and back up the port slowly. If they survive, well, the punishment is served. But if they die, if they die, well, the gods make it a painful departure. And with that, Master Plug gestures to Master Scourge who grabs the poor man by the hair and forcefully pulls him towards the edge. Can I interject? Not like with action, but oh. uh, the you said five pirates who eagerly uh, like brought him up, uh, assisted in, in tying his hands and stuff. Yes, yes. And I think and the one we get a... Can we get a description of these five pirates? Yes, 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 yes. So the first pirate is someone you, Bilgemark, recognize as the man who pushed past you. And if you were paying attention, which I'm assuming you all were, since your passive perceptions are not, you know, super low, uh, especially one of yours, um, when Master Plug said that Jake was caught, or Jake's rather, was caught by Phipps Chumlet, 
they all turn towards this man here, this one right here. Um, this is Fibs Chumlet. Uh, you guys can click to see his his face and the bio and all that stuff. I don't think I yeah, I'll remember him. He's the one with the double chin. So yep, double chin, and the guy who tried to force his way past you unsuccessfully. Um, he's followed by a woman who is much smaller. Her eyes kind of glow a reddish. She uh, she looks like she uh, you know knows her way around a magic spell or two. Uh, Aretta Benson Banson Aretta Banson Banson. Well learn how to pronounce that eventually uh there is a half orc looking man with a large rapier uh jaundice jape and then uh lilith you'll recognize one of the other women slippery sill lonegan she uh very very small woman uh thin you know a little tall i think she's like five seven uh but she was on the rigging with you um hasn't given you any sort of you know positive glances and the last man um, this guy with a bandana around his bald head. Uh, his name is Crimson Cogward. Those are the five pirates who have been avoiding you guys actively and who have really been a little too eager uh, in the handling of Jake's magpie. And so they tie his legs together um, and they wait for Master Scourge. Uh, and before long, Master Scourge is you know, holding this guy by the hair and forcing him towards the ledge, and he leans down, and you're the closest bilge mark. And you're completely able to hear this. I don't think anyone else is. And he says, Not so full of song now, are you, Jakey? And he throws him overboard. And you guys see Jake Magpie, or Jake's Magpie, just go straight into the water. Um, and all five of those pirates turn and start pulling the rope from the other side of the ship. Um, and this might be the first keel hauling some of you guys have seen, but for the rest of the pirates, this is nothing new. It's, it's still horrible. You guys could see Sandara's face kind of turning a little bit white as she's saying a prayer to Besmara. There's no question about what she's doing there. Um, and it's just quiet. It's quiet as you guys just hear the rope straining against the deck and you know, there's, there's really no sound to a keel hauling. You could just assume that, you know, if he could hold his breath for two minutes, maybe he'd survive. But in his state, it doesn't look he was, you know, long for life anyway. And it's a long time. Um, it feels like maybe 30 minutes, and even though it's barely been five, uh, till the mass of, you know, what was once a, a human body shows up on the port side of the ship. Um, and you could see them pulling even harder as Master Scourge walks to the other side of the deck and he's smiling. Those disgusting gold teeth just on display as he sees that body being pulled up on the other side. Um, you know, the, the mass of flesh is pulled up on deck and the rope is cut. And Master Plug whips the body to check for signs of life. Not a very conventional sign to check to see if someone's dead. But he confirms that there is none. I'd like for each of you guys to do a medicine check since you guys are very close. Well, so while I'm while uh, Stone's doing the medicine check, he is a pirate, right? He's been on ships before, so I imagine him being, like, silently fuming because he knows that this isn't really a... It's not uh, appropriate punishment. Yeah, it's not an appropriate punishment for what happened and not something that's done so lightly. Yeah. And then especially, like, some guy literally, wow, literally whipping a dead wolf or a dead, a dead man after going through this like brutal capital punishment i'm sure is like really 
just irking. Well, I'm I, I am him, so it's really irking. Uh, uh, stone, stone, and he's silently like making note of who is acting so like dastardly, and of course Scourge is on the top of the list, but he's he's seeing who's stone. worth saving. The lesson is don't get caught. And as you guys all make those checks, um, each one of you made a high enough check there. Um, I rolled a three. For, for our listeners, we've got a 22, a 21, a 23, and another 22. Oh, and a 16. And a, and a I three. Rolled a three. <laughs> okay. Well, Stone, you're too busy just staring daggers into each one of those five pirates. Um, master uh, Plug for whipping a dead body, and Master Scourge for, and you could tell. He was taking a lot of pleasure in watching this man die. It was, it's, these are people to hate for sure. Um, it's pretty horrible. And like you said, this wasn't an appropriate punishment. Um, no matter what he was stealing, uh, it just, it's not appropriate on a, on a proper pirate ship. But, you know, sure enough, it happened right in front of you. And th- those of you who passed your medicine checks, it looks like he took quite a bit of damage. He's he's dead, and it doesn't look like he died before he drowned. Uh, or he died from drowning. He died from being torn apart by the barnacles attached to the bottom side of the ship. Um, it's a brutal way to go. It really is. Uh, I think drowning may have been a little more kind. Uh, but sure enough, he took probably, if we're, if we're talking mechanically, uh, I'd say over maybe 40 points of damage. And uh, he didn't have much health to begin with. It was bad. It was pretty bad. Um, well, Lilith is going to turn to her friends. She seems a little bit indifferent. Like, maybe this is the way that she's just gotten away in life by kind of just turning her head. And says, well, he died at sea. What more could one ask for? It's a shame when people die you know myself i'm incapable so i don't really know how to feel about it lilith you seem very at home on a ship were you raised on the water i wouldn't say raised but i am a bit familiar with ships the ship is oddly silent as the uh the corpse i guess you could say is pushed overboard chumming the water um stone you're really close to the water um and as a cat you see which side is he pushed off nick he's pushed off the port side so let's say he is initially pushed off here and then his corpse is pushed off this side um and he jumps off or he doesn't jump off of course he's pushed off and you guys can see reef sharks just immediately appear out of nowhere and eat just every single part that's left um no Here's joke. Malagor <laughs> goes to watch the corpse being flung over and quietly and hurriedly mumbles some last rites under his breath. Hmm. Nick, Nick, that's starboard. Starboard? Am I not looking at this ship correctly? The pointy end is the front end at the front. I always thought that starboard... Oh, no, you're right. I thought yeah, that... Yeah, you're, okay. right. you're right. Yeah, I'm an yeah. asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's quick. Mm, we're going to keep that one in the I, podcast. I'm definitely <laughs> an asshole. I thought that the bottom, like, because the bottom went 
No, I didn't see the bottom. That'll be in the preview of the episode. I'm an asshole. I I was thinking the exact same thing. (laughs) I can't wait. Oh God, I can't wait either. Thank you, David's kids. It'll be the first thing they hear. So perfect, so perfect. Uh, The way I remember it from Sea of Thieves. Shout out to Rare. Uh, Port has the same amount of numbers as left. You taught me that, you asshole. It's because um, I thought, for some reason, I figured down was forward and up was not forward, was was aft. Well, said. I, so, you know, I, uh, I was thinking because the captain, like, in my mind, the captain would be at the front of the ship and mm. he's currently at, like, the back. So yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. accurate for, you know, what would actually take place. Yeah, but. so, I mean, we could talk about that. So this, if you look at the captain, the wheel is in front of him, right? And so I guess in most ships that I'm uh, familiar with, the wheel is at the stern. So he's on something called the stern castle, something that's raised above the ocean. Um, And I believe everyone here has played Sea of Thieves, and that's where the wheel is in each one of those ships. So that's where my knowledge comes from. But then if we look at the uh, left picture with the sails, the sails are billowed towards the front of the ship if you see that. So the wind is behind them and it's blowing straight. So you're right. The captain is at the back of the ship and the front of the ship is where Malagor is. Um, and then I would say port is where our Catman is. And then of course, uh, starboard is where Bilgemark is. But you know, I'm no professional pirate, not yet at least. Um, and as you guys are debating the sides of the ship and kind of stepping in the blood of, you know, the late Jake's magpie, um, fish guts appears having left as mag mag's pie was being dragged under with a large soup pot. Uh, and he says, Oh, uh, uh, Malagor, Malagor fish guts. I'm oh. here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you, uh, did you, uh, enjoy the, uh, the keel hauling? I've seen better. I, uh, I personally, and he lowers the voice says, I, I I don't really really quite like violence, Malagor, between the two of us. But uh, before uh, before this gets going, I I I, uh, I got the I got the food here. Fish uh, guts. Discipline is necessary on a ship. That's... Until it isn't, if you catch my drift. Ah, uh, I'm gonna put the food right here, and uh, you're gonna help me go get the rum. But before that happens, I'd like to point out something. And he points down towards the deck below you. And if you could see my pointer. That door right there, you you said you want to know where I sleep. That's where it is. If you ever need me, come knocking on the door. But not too loud, because Grok, Grok she, doesn't, she doesn't like visitors. And if she wakes up, she'll take your head off. And then right below us, right here, is where uh, the quartermaster store is. If you ever want to go buy some stuff. You understand? Buy stuff. Yeah, With yeah. gold. Oh, oh. This is your first day on the ship. Well, sometimes, sometimes we have, uh, whew, man, what do they call them? Gambling nights. We got, uh, we got all kinds. Of, you ever played, uh, you ever played arm wrestling? You ever had arm wrestling, Allegor? As a gamble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you put your arm on a, on a barrel. Someone else puts the arm on a barrel. We break a bottle on that barrel. And if you get your arm put down on the broken glass, you get hurt and you lose gold. It's great. 
How delightful. Yeah, what about the oil pig? You ever play oil pig? Oh, Malagor, we got some things to do. Next time we have a gambling night, you and I are going to get everybody drunk. And we are going to take all the gold. And then we're going to buy as many things from the quartermaster store as we can cook. And then we're going to get drunk. And then we're going to gamble more. Malagor is going to be a great time. Alep, did I tell you that I like you? I think you did. And I think I told you that I like you. You you and I are going to be real good friends. You we're know what, Malachi? We're going to have a lot of fun. Yes, we are. And he holds up his hand for a high five. It's covered in giblets and disgusting waste, but he's, he's holding it up. Malagor high fives and grabs his hand. Yes. Awesome. That's that's beautiful friendship right there. All right. Let me... Uh, giblets I'll, spray everywhere. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful sight. Tilly kind of backs up here not wanting to be associated with uh, this disgusting union. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the pork soup right here. You uh, you tell everybody if the food's ready. We'll, you and I will go serve the captain personally so you can see his quarters. It's beautiful. They're beautiful. I'm going to go get the rum. And Fish Guts disappears below deck. Um, and he puts the pot there, and there are some plates... And you guys see people start to queue up and, you know, get some of the food. It's Croops gloop. Croops gloop. <laughs> Come get your Croops gloop. Oh, Croops gloop. And Bilchmark is the first person up there for what's well, technically seconds. And we are going to change the map here as the sun sets. Um, and we are going into the dinner hour. Now, I, I experimented here. You guys should see yourselves uh, on the top deck uh, down here towards the bottom. And, uh, I mean, you guys can move yourself wherever you're going to be. Uh, let me see. Where did I have... So are we fast-forwarding a little bit, like, into... Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. into... yeah, yeah. The sun was setting, but we're fast-forwarding just a little bit. Uh, and people are getting drunk. Um, you know, the music has started up. It seems that people are really really starting to relax fish guts came up served everybody a rum ration and what a rum ration is it's pretty much a, a mug full of rum like substance um now malagor you had some of it earlier um not as much that's in your glass right now but fish guts is absolutely obliterated off it and he's up here talking to you tilly is talking to you lilith just about the pirate life sandara is you know, kind of still mourning, shakes, um, passing with you, Stone. Bilchmark, you're up here, and from what you could see in the low light, Bilchmark, um, Master Scourge is right underneath you, and he's guarding a door, and I'd like for everyone to make a perception check, if you guys are all up here on the Stern Castle. Man, you guys are just rolling rocks. We have a 25 from Malagor, 25, a 21 from Bilgemark, uh, Lilith with a solid 11, and uh, Stone with a 14. So you guys all passed that fairly low DC, and I'd like to bring your attention to this window right here. Can you guys see this? Yeah. Now, this window yeah, looks directly into the captain's quarters and what's more interesting Lilith you are you know leaning along this railing Tilly's talking to you and this railing right underneath you there is a balcony 
Those are two things that you guys notice. Now, the balcony and the captain's quarters are on the same level, so you can assume that maybe the balcony has its own personal balcony. The captain has his own personal balcony. Um, so Can you we see into the captain's quarters? You can see into the captain's quarters. Now, what do we see? Ah, yes. Now, so what you see, Malagor, since you're right there uh, taking a look, there are three people currently in the captain's quarters surrounding what seems to be a large planning table. Um, there is a young girl, someone you have not seen at all, and you've gotten a pretty good view of most of the pirates on board. Um, Master Plug is on the other side of the table, and, of course, the captain is sitting there, and he's talking to Master Plug. The girl seems to be very quiet and tucked away besides a door, a door that looks like it leads to that balcony um, on the stern of the ship. But she she's not talking. She's, you know, looking into the corner, uh, and she definitely seems like the youngest person in the crew, other than a young boy that you've seen running around um, who is... Let me see if I can point to him gotta learn how to do this more stuff uh this young boy right here this guy is definitely a little kid as well but the girl that you oh he's actually behind a, a shadow so you guys can't see him when you him. this boy right here um but they are talking and it's it's a good time to be looking because as you guys are drinking you hear a call lilith lilith where's lilith you guys hear Master Scourge just looking around in the darkness. Lilith, where are you? She perks up. Right here. Lilith, the captain would like his report. It would be my pleasure. And she follows him. Tilly looks at you and grabs your arm. Did Stone and Bilchmark return items to myself and Lilith yet? Oh, no. I don't think not yet. No, no. No. So, I mean, Lilith, if you'd like to take the call into the captain, um, you can come right back right after. But the captain doesn't wait. Yeah, I'll go. Okay. What does Tilly say? Uh, Tilly grabs her and says, Lilith, don't do anything rash. Behave yourself. She laughs and walks away. So you move down there, um, and Master Scourge is right here if you could see him moving. He moves out of the way of the door. He's smiling at you. Have fun, Lilith. And so I'm going to put you onto the deck, and I think everyone's going to be able to see this, and you guys are going to get a view of something you've never seen before, I think. <coughs> All right, about... I've oh, seen my. dick pics before. <laughs> That's exactly what you guys see. You see just a massive dick pic uh, right here. So, Lilith, you are in a very small hallway with three doors. There's a door directly to your left. Uh, it's closed. There's a door to your right, a little down the hallway. And then there's an open door. And you can only assume that that's where the captain is. And as you walk in, I'd like for you to make a perception check. Okay. Good enough. Barely, 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 barely. The rest of you guys, you see Lilith walk into this room. Um, and while she's not looking up, are, Lilith, are you looking up? Because you know that they can see you. I make eye contact with whoever I can see right there, yeah. Are you guys all looking down there for her? Yeah, I'm looking down. Perfect. I'm watching. Lilith gives you a look of, a look of like an affirmative. Do you nod at them or you just make eye contact? I kind of just make eye contact and like nod my head. 
uh, Master Plexus. Ah, Lilith, the nimble rigger. Captain Morales, this is one of the newest recruits, and she was assigned to the lookout earlier today. The captain doesn't even raise his head. Lilith, is there, uh, is there something you'd like to say to the captain? Everything looked clear up there, sir. Just a little bit of a silence. And the captain looks up. He makes eye contact with you for just a moment. He nods. And then he looks back down. What are you doing? Is there anything else I can help you with at this time? Master Plug looks at you like you're insane. And he says, he looks nervous. And he says, Lilith, uh, that's all. That's all we need from you. Thank you. Please, please get back to the top deck. Master Plug, can I please speak with you for a moment? And he looks like he is about to rip your head off. And he says, ah, yes. Uh, Captain Morales, please excuse this intrusion. I will be right back. And he looks at you as he walks towards the door and walks out. Close the door behind you, Lilith. What do you want? Are you insane? I'm sorry, did I do something wrong? I just find you very intriguing. Are you trying to, like, persuade him, or...? I'm just chatting okay. him up. Roll a seduction check. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? Your voice. My, my voice? I, 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 I don't... I don't find my voice very intriguing, but, uh, and he seems a little flushed, but I, I, uh, what are, what are you getting at? Are you, Lilith, are you drunk? No, no, <laughs> I've only had a couple of drinks. It takes a lot more than that to get me drunk. Oh, uh, noted. Well, uh, Lilith, I, I don't think this is appropriate, us talking like this. I think you need to get back to the deck and I need to get back to the captain. Would the captain be mad? Yes, the captain would be mad. We were just discussing our plans to get back to, uh, just discussing our plans. Just discussing our plans, Lilith, and it, it, it's frankly none of your business. The only people that need to know are in that room, and that's all you need to know. I'm not very interested in your plans. But oh, good. Do you have a moment secret. for me later? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Lilith. Uh, if we're discussing tomorrow's duties as rigging yeah i can absolutely see you yes yes the duties and she like places her hand on his chest and says come find me when you have a moment please you can see his hand just grip the whip as hard as he can <laughs> his i'll find you I, i'll know where you are i always know where you are lilith i look forward to it very like, she just walks away he's very flustered <laughs> <laughs> And he moves back in the room and closes the door. And for the rest of you guys up top watching, uh, he seems very disheveled as uh, Lilith makes her way back to the top deck. Uh, and she walks back towards you guys. What do you say? Well, I don't, I don't say anything. Does anyone say anything to me? Tilly's just kind of looking at you um, expectantly. And she moves towards the the rest of the, uh, the deck here and Sandara moves close to and says <coughs> well I'm glad that you didn't get whipped Lilith was it? I heard uh, your friends talking about you yes I'm Lilith ah, a whipping well. sounds a bit fun though doesn't it and no. then she looks at Tilly and she says who's that girl in there with the captain and Tilly looks down ah well 
You haven't heard of the last, have you? Uh, a cabin girl. Do you know what a cabin girl is? I've heard of a cabin girl. How long has she been here? Uh, I think the last time we made port, before Port Peril, she, uh, she stole that little child and she hasn't said much, but she's here and she's, uh, she's definitely in the service of the captain, if you, if you get my drift. A worried expression kind of just like races across Lilith's face and then she, you know, regains her composure real quick and just nods her head and just Do takes note live? of everything. Well, uh, that depends on what you mean by leave there, uh, man with beautiful hair. I don't think that we've been properly introduced. Dreadmaster Malagor. Hmm, Dreadmaster Malagor. Well, pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name is Tilly Brackett. Dreadmaster Tilly Brackett, if you so have it, but I don't think we're allowed those types of titles here on the ship, so you better not let them hear Who's it. Who's the cleric of Besmara? Sandara. Sandara's the okay. one over here, yeah. And then uh, Tilly is seemingly one of Lilith's new friends. Now, uh, I don't believe that I've I've met the rest of your friends either. I'm Tilly, and she waves at Stone and Bilgemark. I am not paying attention. I instead say to Stone, Stone, how how much of a drop do you think this is? Ten feet? Fifteen feet? I'm talking about from here until the, the deck below. Um, I don't know, it probably looks like about ten. Hmm, and do you think 450 pounds falling ten feet would probably crush a person? Can I do a check? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a cat, and so you know a lot about falling... Uh, that's not that's not accurate. You don't need a check to know that if a 450 pound solid object fell on a person from 10 feet high, it would probably do a lot of damage to somebody. You know, it just might. I've never I've never tried that before. Well, it's definitely something to keep in mind in the future. Could be useful. Yeah, and it'd be very easy to make look like an accident. Maybe you got a little too drunk or got in a fight with, uh, in, in all like air quotes, fight with someone right at the right time. Or, I mean, the wrong time. As you guys are discussing it, you guys see Master Scourge kind of back up against the door. Just right where you guys were talking about. Are you guys all drinking the rum, by the way? No. I am, yep. Okay. Malagor? I already Fish had some, and I'm, okay. I'm pretending to drink mine. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Lilith, are you drinking your rum? Yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn around, by the way, and say, uh, Malagor, our friend over there, and I'll nod to uh, the cleric, whose name starts with an S. Sandara. 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 Um, she uh, snagged some of the, or something for you. And I'll stealthily hand him the necklace. Lip. Thank you. Faith is my shield. Dreadmaster Malagor, it is no 
mystery that this is a holy symbol of Bane, something that you hold very close. I figured based upon your description, that's why I said faith is my shield. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Figured Bilgemark and I had nothing to do with a necklace of any sort, so I think you're the only one we would have seen with one. Yes, for Bane, my god. And then I'll just walk away. <laughs> that does remind me. And I walk over to Lilith and I pull out the book. Uh, Sorry, go on. I believe this belongs to you. You step on the glass and you crash. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, I make my way through the people. Right on the captain. <laughs> Fast forward four episodes. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Lilith just grabs the book and like throws herself at Bilgemark and then kind of like runs her finger down his chest and says, thank you so much. You know, I've never been with a turtle before. You guys see I Tilly just choke on her, her <laughs> rum. <laughs> Nor will you today. But I do owe you a favor for this, so please, don't hesitate to call on me. I'll consider it in the future. <laughs> so, Lilith, you have acquired your tongue. She just, like, spins away from him and then plops down on the floor and opens it and starts reading. What is it that you have there, Lilith? Tilly's very interested and moves towards you. She's peering over your shoulders, and she can very clearly see, as the rest of you might have saw. There's nothing on those pages. It's a blank tome. Lilith, what are you reading? She snaps the book shut. Oh, nothing, nothing. Just, just something from my past. Huh. Well, I'm not much of a reader myself, but if you ever have a bedtime story, we can bunk up. There's not much space down there. Like uh, a sleepover. Ah, yeah, well, if that's what you want to call it here, the sleepover, we'll, we'll all be sleeping in the same room. It won't be fun nor comfortable. And Sandara, which one of you guys, uh, Stone, you're not drinking? No. Sandara comes up next to you. Excuse me, Stone. Stone, you, uh, are you not going to drink that? After the last time I had a drink, I, uh, I woke up here, so... No, Stone. do you want it? Stone, these drinks aren't poisoned, and they aren't much of an option. And she nods towards Master Scourge, who's kind of just kind of on his tippy toes looking at the rest of you guys. If you're trying to not drink, you should probably dump it overboard and don't let anybody see you. Thanks. Stone, take it from me. The rum is disgusting, but fine. I'll take it under consideration, and then I'd like to stealthily pour it overboard. Yes, yeah, so you can make a sleight of hand check for me. I don't know, I only have... This much. You know what? You can either do a sleight of hand or a stealth. Or you can roll, there we go. Oh, okay, look, 13. Well, I would have chose the stealth, but yeah. that's okay. You know what? 13. 
that's plenty high enough. Um, you have successfully poured it overboard. The rest of you who drank, I need you guys to roll a 1d3 minus 1. Type slash roll 1d3 and then minus 1. I rolled a zero. Perfect. So for people listening, Bilgemark rolled a zero. Malagor rolled a one. Lilith, you rolled a two. This is excellent. Welcome to the rum ration mechanic. Now, while the rum is not poisoned, it is a little stronger than they lead on. Bilgemark, you are unaffected. Malagor, you have one level of exhaustion. If you double-click your person at the very top uh, left corner of your character sheet, there is a small empty bubble. If you highlight that bubble, you can move the slider down and it'll tell you what that exhaustion does. Your exhaustion Does your constitution offer an opportunity for another saving throw? It does not. It does not. But I will tell you, you can easily get rid of that level of exhaustion by sleeping. You could sleep. Now, sleeping won't always be what you guys want to do on this adventure, this part of this AP. Sometimes you'll want to stay up and do things while other people are asleep at the risk of not healing that constitution and going into the next day. And luckily for you guys, when you made all of your checks for your jobs, none of you guys failed. But I'll tell you, if you fail those, it's not just a whipping. Sometimes it is constitution checks, too. Sometimes you will get an exhaustion from how hard you had to work that day to make up for your slack. So don't don't ignore this, especially you, Lilith, who have two levels of exhaustion now. Um, and you will recover one of those by sleeping. Um, so this can catch up with you guys really, really quickly if you're not careful. You know, welcome to that that part of the AP. Should be fun. Um, so as the night goes on, you you know, you continue to kind of, you know, chum it up with your friends. Fish guts is absolutely shit faced. So you can assume that his exhaustion level is constantly high, uh, not really getting many checks. Um, the rest of the pirates are drinking and Master Scourge is making sure of it. Um, and, you know, people start to head off the bed. It's getting quieter. Um, and eventually you guys find yourselves on the bottom deck. I'd like well, for you before guys... Before we go, yeah. I'd like to talk to Sundara. Cleric to cleric. Mm. You know, I, I noticed you said a prayer for magpie. Is that something you want to talk about? Sandara, captivity is a divine test, not of faith, but of strength. Can the slave become the slave master? You know, I, I'm not sure what god you you seem to praise, Malagor, but Besmara is someone who is not only strong, but the breaker of chains. Are you insinuating something, Malagor? Yes. Really, I am a cleric of Bane. Mm-hmm. It is an affront to me and to my god to be chained. Well, on the seas, on the high seas, Malagor, there's there's not much choice that we have, but if you find a way to get us out of these chains, trust that I am on your side. What Stone has and- Besmara said to you? 
This Mara is constantly in my ear and in my heart. I try my best to use her blessings to keep people here alive and well. And I wasn't able to hate, oh, hate. I wasn't able to help Magpie, but I will be able to help you guys. I will. I promise that. Miss Mara has said that one day we will be free, whether it's through death or through some other way. The death of our captors, you mean, surely. I'm no friend of Master Scourge and Master Plug, and I am definitely no friend of Captain Morales. If there's something else you'd like to discuss, maybe in the darker of night, when everyone's asleep, bring your friends. We can absolutely have that discussion. Yes, as clergy, it is our duty to raise up the weak and free them. Praise Besmarin. Praise Bane, Dreadmaster of Malagor. She kind of smiles. Praise be. She slipped her rum ration. A little more enthusiastic this time. She's a... Uh, She's finally finding friends on this ship, and it seems like it's the right type of friendship. Good, good. She is definitely... Do you want to make another check here to maybe push her beyond just friendly? Sure, what check would I make? You're going to make... Um, uh, you're not intimidating or persuasion, or if you can... Maybe, maybe even religion. If you want to do religion check... And attempt it, or um, anything that you think is going to help you the most. Now, can there's we, only. Can we aid? Because it's like I, I feel like it's like we've all been like up here, and even though we didn't RP it, it's like people like making small talk with her and shit. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. You, you can absolutely aid. Uh, now, there's only there's no way to really do this in a bad way, uh, as in failing it. If you get a one. I aid. Okay. Well, then there's no way to fail it. Now, go ahead. Give me that roll, Malagor. I'm gonna do insight, because that's what triggered me that she was a cleric. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You have 21 for listeners. 21 plus the two from the aid. 23. And that surpasses the check necessary to move Sandara from friendly to just outright helpful. And this is the highest uh, level of friendship on the ship, and there's no way to turn back unless you 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 know harm her or anything like that she is just on your side through and through she will do a lot of things for you if not everything um so that was a very good role that was good good job guys i'm just gonna say during this uh sort of small talk window where people are just mingling and stuff mm -hmm. uh, i take the time to walk around the the deck Mm, uh, and as i up there as i walk by uh the five pirates on on this part of the ship hmm. i just uh i just you know look at them and i go hmm. that's all i do i walk by and i just go hmm. you see fitz chumlin the guy who's you know he tried to push past you the guy who was very eager to get magpie out of that cell he just he was whispering as you were walking up and he just stares you down and he hears you go, hmm, and he goes, <coughs> ah. he's trying to just be as intimidating as he can, and it, it looks absolutely ridiculous to you. But you uh, you can see that, that there's no change in my demeanor as I move by, and I just walk by. Oh, okay. You've made your presence known. 
Alagor's watching this happening and he whispers to the rest of the crew as this happens below deck. Lib, our friend Bilgemark is really coming out of his shell. <laughs> oh. Lilith starts hysterically laughing. She's a little drunk. Okay. Like crazy laughing. Yeah. Okay. And that laugh kind of echoes through the night. Um, as we change scenes here, it's a good way to to end that little rum ration. And you guys all you guys all survived. I thought someone was gonna get pushed off a deck. I'd like for you guys to make your bed known. Let's see. Let me let me change the scheme here. Oh, I mean, I I am assuming that you guys would probably bunk close to each other. Let's uh. I mean, we haven't seen the bunk situation, so who yeah, knows? Yeah, there's, there's, there's not. I'm, I'm not sharing with fish guts. Uh, you are not sharing with fish guts. <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Uh, not yet. I mean, that that might come soon. Okay, guys, go ahead and show me where you want to sleep. I mean, where's? Uh, I see. Where are the beds? A, yeah. There, there are no beds. You guys are sleeping on the floor. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. This is this is not. The, the is there anybody else down here with in us? the uh, area mm. that I so thoroughly cleaned? Oh, sorry for moving you there. Yeah, uh, there's. I'm gonna put people down here, but I want to know where you guys are sleeping first. Oh. I'm gonna sleep right next to Bilgemark. Oh, these prison cells are open, by the way. Um, just in case you I'm wanted not, to. I'm not sleeping in a prison cell. Okay. Um, where do you guys want to sleep? The kitchen. No, sleep down here, like a good pirate. All right, so you guys are sleeping together very, very well. I'm not going to sleep solo. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely sleep together. So, um, night comes, and you guys are sleeping off inebriation. Uh, everyone who has, you guys can all remove one level of exhaustion, of course. Um, so, Lilith, that only leaves you with one, and of course, if you just get a good night's rest and try not to drink too much you'll be fine am i extra energetic today because i was not exhausted at all you are extra energetic absolutely <laughs> you guys heal all of your damage um because it's definitely a long rest and it's not a comfortable one i'm not gonna lie to you this is uh, a horrible situation to be in but at least you're somewhat safe and you got the rest that you needed and you're woken by a loud bell a very loud bell um, and if you recall, you had one job, and that's to wake up and get to the top deck by the last bell. Now, this is the first bell, so it's nothing to really worry about as you guys see pirates getting up um, and, you know, waking up and moving around and shuffling around you um, and, you know, kind of droning their way up the stairs, and you guys wake up next to each other, all rested, and eventually... Everyone makes their way up the stairs, except for five people. I'll put you back here and pause just real quick so we can get through the narrative. Um, except for five people, five very familiar people. Um, and let's see, I think Phipps Chumlin is the one to walk forward. Um, and he he's kind of, you know, smiling and walking towards you guys a little cockily. Um, he's he's unarmed. Doesn't seem like he's he's you know here to do anything crazy. Uh, 
But he says, well, well, well. Looks like the bells are ringing for the new recruits. Wakey, wakey, you wouldn't want to get whipped on day two of your journey, would you? You could see a few pirates kind of peeking in from the top of the stairs, uh, keen to what's going on and eager to see a scuffle. Master Scourge told us that there's an extra rum ration in it for each of you that doesn't make it onto the deck on time, and so I'm going to give you a choice. You either sit here, take the beating, or we'll give you the beating, and then you'll get a beating later. He seems like kind of confused at his own words. Uh, and, you know, his, his the pirates behind him are kind of like confused too. He's, he's not very intelligent. What I'm saying is, we're going to not let you get upstairs and you're going to miss the bell and you're going to get whipped. Master Scourge told us that that was the case and we're just here to do his bidding. So what's it going to be? You're being fooled. You're going to miss the bell and you'll get whipped. He told us specifically that we wouldn't get whipped and he's the one holding the whip. So I don't know about you, long hair. But because he's honest and you trust him. You don't think he wants to whip all of us? Kind of looks. He's, he's hesitating for just a second. And he, you know, snaps out of it. Are you, are you insulting my intelligence? I'm a really smart guy. And the rest of the people behind him are like... That's uh, why you've already thought of this. And you're going to ensure we all make the bell. Look, Magpie, he's gone. Because of me. And if you don't start giving me the respect I deserve, and he walks up, and he looks at Bilgemark, and he kind of hesitates, and then walks a stone, and pushes stone just a little bit, well, then you're going to be next. So are you going to sit here, or are we going to make you sit here? Well, team, it looks like our friend is out of position. Were our combat to start, it'd be very easy to kill him first. Hey, stone. Yeah. You see this crate next to me? Yeah, I do. Do you think this extremely obese peasant would fit in this crate? Um, well, I mean, I think we can make him fit. And with that, you guys have started. No, I need some meat for Croup's gloop tonight. He's nice and fat. I need you guys to roll for initiative as you start your first battle. All the NPCs roll. Oh my god. Oh um, my god. Oh god. Look at our rolls. Ooh. Oh god. Oh, this is bad. Basically, it's the whole enemy squad first. Before you guys. Okay. Except for uh, Stone. It looks oh, yeah, like we true. have our first initiative. I'm going to equip my kitchen knife. <laughs> okay. Uh, none of them have weapons. I want to point that out right now. They're all coming at you with fists. And it is... I hope they see my kitchen knife. Uh, they definitely see the kitchen knife, and they're not, they're not confident that you're actually going to use it. So, Jaundice Jape is up first, and his speed is 30. So, he is able to move directly up to Lilith and do an unarmed strike. And he attacks. Here comes the roll. Oof. Oof. 19. All right, here we go. He hits you for one damage. So, I will okay. take that one damage away. Oh, you got it? Perfect. 
All right, and that is the end of his turn. Uh, it is Slippery Sill's turn, and she is also melee. She comes is up. She's gonna give it to us. She's gonna give it to you. She's definitely <laughs> Sill's gonna give it to you. Uh, and she is going to roll an unarmed strike against uh, the massive turtle Bilgemark. Here comes the attack. He's all. She's also a monk, so let's see how this goes. Okay, she hits you with an 18. Uh, not a natural 20, but a, you know, a unnatural 20 there. And she hits you for two damage. And as a bonus action, she is going to strike again with that same unarmed strike. Oh, hang on, hang on. Hanging. What was her total to hit? Uh, 20 on the first one. 17 on the second. And then 17 yeah, I'm doing a little math. Okay, all right, you do that little math. Okay, I'll You'll continue. Take that. Okay, uh, so you take two damage, and that 17 doesn't hit you because I know your AC is 18. It does not hit me, indeed. Gotcha. So you only take two damage on her turn. Stone, it is your turn. You are in close quarters combat with unarmed pirates. Um, this so... is the first attack action of the podcast by a PC. Don't fuck it up. Uh... Bilgemark is within five feet of Phipps, right? Correct. Okay. I'm going oh, to attack no. Phipps with okay. my... So my claws are going to come out. Oh. He is regretting this immediately. Uh, and that is... 11? Uh, that does not hit his AC. So I'm going to sit here. Okay. Beautiful. All right. That is the end of Stone's turn. It is Aretta's turn. And Aretta stands back and positions herself right. Actually, you know what? She goes over here and fires over this little crate here. And she is going to cast Firebolt at the turtle and misses with a 14. That is horrible. That is the end of her turn. It is Crimson Cogsworth's turn. He goes this way, jumps onto the crate that you guys were discussing earlier, uh, and he goes for the attack on Bilgemark. Bilgemark is taking all of these attacks, which he should because he is the one with the highest AC. Uh, and misses. Okay, with a five. And finally, we make it to Bilgemark's turn. Bilgemark the Undying, please take it away. Yeah, so this uh, very, uh, you know, he's within reach. I look at Flups or whatever his name is. Phipps. Phipps Chumley. Uh, and I am going to uh, make an attack with my claws. Uh, and I'm going to make this a brute strike uh, using a bonus action. Can you tell us what a brute strike is? So I can spend uh, some of my psi points to add 1d6 uh, damage to the attack. So I guess I can check if I hit first, and then I will uh, decide whether or not I make it a brute strike, which if I hit, I am definitely going to. Hope you don't hit. Oh, that is that, an 18. That hits. That absolutely hits. How much damage do you do? Uh, seven damage. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, that hurts a lot. Uh, he's not down. Are you Are you guys doing lethal damage? Or are you doing like Are you just going to knock him out, or what, what's going? Are you What are you doing? Uh, I am doing lethal damage. If he, okay. uh, yeah, I'm not doesn't have I'm not doing lethal damage. Okay. All right. All right. It's uh, Phipps Chumlin turn, and he's a little bit shaken. Um, and Stone, you see him pull a dagger. Um, and is is definitely he's a little shaken up. He doesn't know exactly what his own plan is, but he pulls a dagger and he goes to attack you. And he rolls a fifteen to hit. The stone? Yeah. That mm-hmm. that hits me. Okay, here's the damage. Four damage total. The stone. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yep. Cool, 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 cool. Uh Lilith, it's your turn. I have a question. So I have a spell or a cantrip called Lightning Lure, and if they fail their strength saving throw, then they're pulled up to 10 feet in a straight line toward me, so that I can hit them with lightning damage within five feet. What if they're already within five feet of me? You'll be able to hit them with that lightning damage. Then, like, it's not going to pull them any closer, is it? No, 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 no. You can't, yeah. Okay, then I'm going to cast Lightning Lure on this guy right here. Uh, okay, yeah do it and he rolls an 11 and your saving throw is 14, 14 so and fails and now i can roll damage yep you hit the damage hey oof, okay and then also oh once per turn i can curse the target when i use a cantrip and if it's lightning damage then it adds my the damage is increased by my charisma modifier so that's gonna be a plus four are you is this lethal yeah, it has to be. Like, are you? I am not going to do lethal damage. Can I just knock him out? Wait a minute. I don't or know. Or does if it you have, have to be? Because it's a spell. You can't. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, I don't know if you can. You guys see Crimson Cogward just get absolutely destroyed. Uh, the flesh on its bones just start to sizzle as you electrocute the absolute shit out of him. He had 12 HP. You hit him for 12 oh, HP. You know what? Lilith would do the damage if someone was coming at her, though. So it's can, like... Uh, David? Well, Lord, David, can you please confirm? I'm reading. I'm reading. You go. You keep going. I'll tell you if okay. he's dead or not. We'll see if he's dead. And if he's not dead, we'll, we'll figure that out. But that was a very strong first turn from Lilith. Malagor. Dreadmaster Malagor. Only melee attacks are able to deal non-lethal damage. That guy is dead. Uh, he is dead dead. <laughs> Which guy did Lilith kill? Uh, this one. I'll put the dead marker on him. Cool. I'm going to go after the ringleader. Okay. Yeah. Bear with me. I'm going to try cast a spell for the first time using this software. Let's see it. That hits him. How much damage is it? That is a 16, by the way. For oh my god. And then he rolled 3d10, got 11. Is this... Which is, is a this? terrible roll for 3d10. Uh, To kill, right? It is, is to a... kill. Malagor doesn't fuck around. Fuck, guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 3D10 We're playing true to our character. Yeah, what the... F- 3d10? That's, that's insane. It's level one. Yeah, at level one, the target... I thought it was takes... a lot too, but that's what's in the spell book, and it's level one. That's wild. Uh, he's crazy. He's dead. Uh, the ringleader is dead. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's you see. are mine, 
fool. Ooh. All right, it is Jaundice Jape's turn, and he's backing up. Uh, two of his friends are dead. Uh, he is not wanting any of this, actually, and he he runs for the stairs. Are you taking an attack of opportunity, Lilith, or are you letting him run? Can I take no an closer. attack of opportunity? You can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't I oh. also take an attack of opportunity? Yeah, you guys both can. Uh, if you want to, you, you can let him leave. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I could just use a cantrip on him, right? Or is it just a regular uh, attack? Just a regular attack. punch him. Okay, yeah, so how do him. I... Just to roll a d20. Roll a d20? Yeah, here, I can actually I give a you... 22. Oh, that hits him. You go ahead and roll your damage. Okay. I rolled a six. Yeah, you wanted to be on. Not very strong, so that makes sense. So you guys just see Lilith just swipe at this guy. Uh, Bilchmark does six damage six to damage. him. Okay, that's the first damage he's taken. Thank God. Uh, since you guys are murdering people. Uh, <laughs> all right, he's, he's still hurting as he moves away. Uh, your attack of opportunity is successful. Uh, and he moves this far. Uh, that is his turn. He doesn't want it anymore. It's slippery still. Uh, surrounded by dead people, figures that she might as well do another unarmed strike against you, Bilchmark. Here's the attack. Unnatural 20. Good shit. Alright, okay, so that definitely hits. And it's a critical hit. For 4 damage. And as a bonus action, she is going to hit again, confident that she can now take all of you guys for a seven. Okay, so that is the end of her turn. Uh, let's see, Stone, it's your turn. Uh, if she's gonna attack someone, I'm gonna attack her. Okay. I'll say something like, well, no, I'm just gonna attack her. I don't like these people. Um, um, my claws aren't in my thingy, so I just have to do this. Uh, 18. That is a hit. Oh, 20. A 20, not a natural 20. Yes, that hits her. Six. Is this going to work? Yep. Oh, six damage. Okay. She is hurting really bad at this point. And then uh, I'll, say, and then I'll, I'll, I'll just tell her, like, dad down. Yeah, roll an intimidate check with advantage since you've killed all of her friends. Only two of them. She didn't have very many friends. Okay. She absolutely puts her hands up. Uh, both of her weapons, her, her right and left. And just says, okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Aretta, you two, jaundice, put your weapons down. And they put their fists. They're just like, they don't want any more of this. Um, they're attempting to de-escalate this. All of them are. Are you guys going to let the combat end? Yeah, so I'll say, I'll say, so we're going to go up. And you're going to tell them that you started the fight. You hear me? Uh, okay, okay. Oh, they already know that we started the fight. Uh, we need to come up with something else. How about you guys just throw the bodies out and we say that they went overboard last night. Yep. Bane shows no mercy. And neither do I. Both well, turns to high five Malagor. <laughs> okay, well, we can. I mean, Bilgemark did say. Did want to see if these guys would fit in some 
in some crates, so we can shove them in there for now. You guys see the rest Lots of them nodding. Of it, the crew should know we are not to be trifled with. This is the price for facing us. You guys see the half orc in the back. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. We'll 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 tell him. We're sorry. We're sorry, Dreadmaster. Is that what they called you, Dreadmaster? We're sorry. I'm gonna Dread- slide the uh, the dude with the bandana uh, off of the crate that he was clearly on top of. Got it. And I'm gonna grab Sill, and I'm gonna try to put her in the crate. Wait, Sill's alive. <laughs> Sill's alive. Sill's alive. <laughs> Even yeah, better. I'm aware that she is okay. alive. <laughs> wait, wait! I thought we had a deal. I thought we had a deal. We do have a deal, but you are going in here. Okay. <laughs> the deal is, you die. I'm going to need some real clarification on what's going on here, guys, uh, from a DM standpoint. I'm yeah. waiting for my turn, and I am going to keep killing people. You guys can say whatever you want, Well, that is what I am doing. Uh, okay. Uh, well, it is... Uh, it is... Whose turn was it? Just Stones? Aretta is it's going to mine. run. Aretta's going to run, and there are no attacks of opportunity. She is absolutely gone. She ran. Uh, and it is Bilgemark's turn. Bilgemark, are you still... Yeah, I described what I am doing on my turn. You are putting her in the box, and she is going willingly. She doesn't want to die, so she's in the box. Yep, and then I'm... Whatever uh, way I have of closing this box and, you know, uh, any nails or hammers nearby, uh, that's what I am looking forward to do. Okay, all right. Yep, there are are implements of closing around. Uh, The box is closed. Uh, she's inside, not making much of a sound because you guys have promised her her life. Uh, Lilith, it's your turn. Um, Lilith's just gonna. There's water on the ground right there, right? There is, yeah. Lilith is just gonna shape water and just put it in a ball in her hands, and then just. Is the box closed for Sil? Uh, the box is getting closed, not completely closed. Because I was just gonna throw the water on her and say we could have been friends, Sil. She's wet and in the box now and very confused. Dreadmaster Malagor, uh, there's one more person and he is moving for the stairs. I can move up to him. Okay. He's hurting. What is your plan here? How much damage did he take already? He took six damage already. He's probably got 10 or 15. Mm. Uh, he's got less than 15 most likely I'm pretty yeah. sure like uh, just a few points will probably get him how could I attack with my dagger uh with your hands preferably well, I have a dagger oh how do you, you okay you go into your inventory and then click the picture oh I don't see the dagger in inventory let me give it to you dagger Wait, does he go. actually? Do you actually have a dagger? Did you yeah, get it's it from... still a kitchen knife? That's right. Just, just roll a d twenty. There it is. You're... I put it in your inventory. Oh, okay. Oh, it hits his AC. God damn it. Okay. Now damage. Four. Four, four damage. Four I rolled a lot on dexterity. Plus three. Dexterity. Oh. Okay. He's not dead. He is terrified 
and I, that's the end of your turn, and it is his turn. He moves for the stairs. You get an attack of opportunity. Well, he could disengage. Oh, true. Disengage. He disengages. David, don't help the enemies. <laughs> <laughs> moves from the stairs, runs up the deck like a man. Does he have to roll for disengage? No, that's an action. Thank you, David. Oh, wait, how does he go up this ladder if that's an action? He only has one action. He can disengage okay. and go up the ladder. Oh, it's 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 stairs. He's he's running up those stairs as a movement. He's gone. He he definitely just ran up those stairs. You bloodthirsty church of vain worshiper. <laughs> I can't believe you guys killed all those people. Uh, you guys are successfully out of battle. Uh, that was your your first battle. Bilgemark, you amaze me. I've always wanted a pet. And Malagor strokes the box. God. Uh, the battle has been won. You guys are alone with two corpses. Uh, two people got away. They're bloodied. The bell rings again. Now, you're not sure how many bells ring until people get whipped. But, you know, two is probably a weird number to count that on. Um, you have a, a woman in a box and um, two fresh bodies. What? What's Don't going worry. on? The box will protect you from the whip. <laughs> um, is there is under here? Is this a box or not? Yeah, there's a box underneath the uh, the sheet there. Yes, correct. So if I can't find a place to if there isn't anywhere that's like readily available to throw bodies down. Um, which I don't see. I see on there's here. like a drain in the middle, but I don't know how large if of a that's space big that enough is. to. Yeah, you'd have to cut that body into. Why bother? Now, on the next deck, you know that there are ports for cannons to be fired out of, and you could okay. absolutely fit a body out of there. But God, I'm going to pick up this body and I'm going to take it upstairs. Okay, just just no hesitation. Who's going to pick up the other body? I'll I'll get the other one. Are you going to like? I chose this. I was going to choose this guy anyway because he's I'm small and he's small. I didn't want okay. to haul the fat ass up there. But you so guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna dump that body off of this side. Okay, but you guys get up there and there's a little bit of a problem. Uh oh God. You're leaving the box with the woman down there? Is that happening? Yes. Okay. Yep. She's gonna get whipped. The box will protect her, like I you said. You guys get up here, and this brute is awake. And he opens his mouth to yell as you guys bring these bodies up. And then he looks into Bilgemark's eyes. And he is instantly silenced. He drops Good to morning. his knees. He drops to his knees, and you can hear him muttering incoherently. And he's just praising Bilgemark as if Bilgemark was some type of god. What do you guys do with these bodies? Well, I'm taking mine to the deck. I'm going to show the captain and Master Plug what we've done. That's weird. And then I'm going to dump this guy off of the port. Okay. All right. You uh, dump that guy off. You shove him the through hole. the hole. Yeah. Got it. He is gone to the sea. Um, Bilgebark, what are you What are you doing? What are you doing? Are, are, how are you reacting to this? this? This man on his knees just praising you. Hmm. What is your name, Kuru? He doesn't speak. He's just mumbling incoherently. He's just, he's almost 
brought to tears uh, at your feet. Uh, and you can just hear him just over and over. And he looks up and he goes, Owl bear, owl bear, I owl bear, you build mark. And that is where we're going to end tonight's episode of 1D5. Hey, we have an email address. You can just email us at the1d5pod at gmail.com. That's the, the number one, the letter D, the number five, pod at gmail.com. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>